Welcome to the Made to Parade podcast, sponsored by the British Drum Company, manufacturers of the Phantom, Regimental Series and Axial Parade Drums that look amazing, sound amazing and feel amazing. So folks, welcome along to the Made to Parade podcast. You're joining us on the very first episode of season number five. Absolutely delighted to be back again. and absolutely delighted to be joined by Jason Kernahan from Pride of the Main. Jason, absolutely fantastic to have Thanks you on. Thanks for taking the time. One of the bands that has been talked a lot about by lots of different members of other bands, so obviously about time we had you guys on. So we'll just kick off with how we normally do this. Jason, how on earth did you end up in a band? What sparked your interest? Well, uh, my cousin was always in pride of me and uh, Mitch, and my brother was in the band, and it was just a thing that was going to happen. You're joining the band, and that's it. Uh, I always loved seeing the band out, and that was. That was more or less what started it off. All right, so the brothers were in already then, and then you yeah. just kind of. Yeah. So did you see them like getting ready and stuff? Oh, you know, and you're like yeah. kind of going. Mm-hmm. Were you going? I want some of that, or were they kind of coercing you? Well, I, I always knew it was going to end up there. Right. But when I seen it all going on and what was all the preparation and stuff, I just thought, "Hey, that's for me. I want to be part of that." No worries. So you had no convincing your parents or anything because no, there was other no, people in. It was no. all good. They were happy enough because my cousin was, my brother was there. So. All right, and plus yeah, they get rid of you for then as well. I'll be this. And what do you remember then about those those early days? You know, sort of going down for the first time. Because I know for me, that's something that always stands out for me is the the idea of walking into this place with all these people that I don't know for the first time. What was the experience like when you went down to where they practiced? Well, it was uh, the Protestant Hall in Balamina at that time on a Monday night, and uh, just. We were kind of kept away from the, we were in the, the back room, the learner's room, but you could hear the band practicing away in the big hall and they were, uh, chills were up your back and then you had to go in and do your bit and at that time it was uh, Big Rob Hamilton was doing the teaching so that was a good teacher to start with. Brilliant, so it was the flute you started off yeah, with then? Yeah, yeah. How did you find that whole process of trying to learn? Well, the, the usual one was just you start off with the national anthem and that got you going. You learnt your scale and then you progress to the, the sash and uh, the lily and all the easy wee blood and thunder ones and then you, you progressed up to the bigger, the harder stuff. And how long did it take you to get a note out of the first thing before you even hit the scale on it there? What was it like trying to get well, your officer sorted? I'd always had a, a go and my brother Greg's flip, so I could, I could fill the flip before I went down. So All right, okay. I was well prepared. Brilliant. So, so you weren't like me making a thing sound like a, like a cat had died, you know? <laughs> I think actually Greg made me learn how to fill the flip before I got down, so... So he, he was making sure he didn't embarrass so someone, said the crack. Brilliant. And then how long did it take you in terms of learning till you were actually in a position where you were going to be walking with the bond? It was probably a, a full year. Right. Uh, we tried to, well, learn the, the tune a week. Uh, the the wee blood and thunder ones were a lot easier, but whenever we moved on to the melody ones, it maybe took a couple of weeks to get the hang off. But uh, no, a full year. That's from joining taste. It was out again, so it's, I would okay. definitely say it's, it would take a full year to learn our tunes. Right, no worries. And what was your first period then? My first period was, I think at the time was Easter Tuesday, the Jane right. Orange and Bangor. Okay. Uh, 
that was about the first time out walking with the band, so the keeping in step and playing the flute and playing the tunes at the same time was about uh, trying to get that into my head and the legs weren't working with the brain and the uh-huh. <laughs> I know that's the thing we all talk about that like oh well it seems to come up like on every episode when people talk about their first period mm-hmm. they talk a wee bit about you know how getting caught out of step being out of lane or whatever else and it's that's mm-hmm. it's not something you, you do and because you're usually sitting down you're not and it's not like you're marching about or anything like that though you well, know it was either flip and not keeping step or keeping step and not flip <laughs> after a few cracks with the the deacon stick it was <laughs> but oh it's so God. discipline on the road there get yourself so, sorted out oh very good so excellent what do you remember the first period apart from that you know apart from the being called out now what was the in terms of the experience what, what can you can recall uh just getting the uniform on and getting the boots polished up and the excitement of getting away for the day and uh it was crumbling junior orange we took so we had the period crumbling in the morning right. and that was a good wee break and get you started and get you going so and um, just the, you know the crack in the bus on the way down the excitement mm-hmm. uh, getting out and first time and just that's you know you, you've played for learned for a year and that was that you were out and you had uh-huh. the uniform on you and that was good to go good to go and what age were you 14 when i joined so i was Probably 15. 15 right now, okay, dead on. And then what are your some of your best memories then of that sort of early stages in the bond? Because, you know, some people would look in and go, 14, 15-year-old nowadays has got a million and one other distractions. Well, what kept you at it and what are some of the things that you remember that were, were really good about that time? Well, it was always good to get out and away, um, you know, places you'd never been before. And you know, walking the towns and various wee villages and stuff around around the country, it was good to get out and meet new people. And the guys we went to school with, they were all in bands, different bands. Like my class at school, I think we had about five different bands. Right. Uh, and actually, my class we had three bandmasters eventually coming right, out of my okay. class at school. So right, that was a definitely a hot topic. At school as well, so mm-hmm. you were going out and doing your stuff at the weekend, then coming back into school and talking to the boys about it in school and where you were at and what you'd done and stuff. It was, it was always good to get out. Yeah. yeah. All right. So the different experiences that you you got through being a member of the bond mm-hmm. was part and parcel of keeping you involved. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. And is there any particular people? during that time in the bond that stand out for you? Maybe like as a, an inspiration or people that maybe that someone you maybe aspired to be like, you know, and maybe talk a bit about that. Well, that time uh, uh, there was a, like a changeover in bandmasters. It was Stephen Scullion was the bandmaster at that time. And he was just, he was an amazing flirt. And he was always playing wee bits and parts and stuff. And you're always trying to do what he was doing. and. Her. You know, and there was always big personalities in the band, the likes of Brody and Mitch, uh, kept the kept the party going. As right. such, you know, okay. it was always good to get out and amongst them. You know, and the pride of the band's always been noted for having a particular style, mm-hmm. and was that developing as you were joining the band, or was it already well established by the time you got there? Uh, no, when I joined the band, we were. We were the, well into the melody at that time. Um, 
obviously we kept hold of the Blood and Thunder tunes, but it was more melody, you know, Murr Street, Queen of Battle, okay. all that sort of stuff. Uh, but then when Stephen came in, uh, he put out the, more or less what we what we play now. Uh, you know, jigs and reels. Most of our music came from the likes of uh, the Royal Irish Rangers LPs right. and stuff, and pipe band music and stuff like that there. So that's, that's where that kind of style comes from. Because it started to be quite influential yeah. once you've made that, that mm -hmm. shift around. Was there something specific with the Bandmaster at that time that made him go, this is where I think we should be going? Are you aware of what that was or anything? Well, he came from a melody background originally, but I suppose it was, it was his, he brought the tunes in, so it was his influence that, that put, it, put us out there. Something different, a wee bit sort of over to the Scottish side of things mm -hmm. as well. Um, it's just something different and it worked well for us. Yeah. For How us. did it go down initially? Because I know sometimes when you do a style change, yeah. there can be a wee bit of kicking against the goads, you know, yeah. you can rub some people up the wrong way. Was it a smooth transition? Uh, I think it was, aye. It was just the guys were, were excited to learn something new and something that nobody else was playing. Um, you always have the guys that like their melody. I I love the melody side of it, but uh, the nowadays you know the younger boys they like a, a good rowdy tune, you know. Uh -huh. But you just have to go with what the guys want, you know. Well, you you sort of the bond a bond that I would kind of say is being like a rowdy no, bond. Like I mean, no. you're you're the day, <laughs> not so much now. I mean, how long did it take between that and you being right this the melody stuff? was gone. I, I suspect at some point he's kind of went, right, that's not us anymore. These tunes are now off the yeah. the list or whatever. Well, more or less as we started bringing the other tunes in, you know, we had to, we were playing far too many, so we had to right. drop a few. I think we, we hung on to Royal Union and Queen of Battle for a long time because we they were just a tune that we liked playing. Decent tunes. Uh, yeah. So those were probably the last to go. Uh, but then we just moved forward with the way we were going. Okay. Most of the tunes come from, you know, military, uh, military bands and stuff. So that's kind of the direction we went and what we more or less stick to now. And were you aware that people started to take notice of what you were doing? Oh yeah, certainly there was uh, uh, many a time we've seen a, the odd tape recorder following us up there. Right, okay. Uh, especially when we went to Scotland. Uh, you had the uh, Govan Prodi Boys guys coming behind us very interested in what uh -huh. we're playing, you know. So. And we had a guy on from uh, Govan Protestant Boys yeah. and obviously referenced Pride of the Main as being a bit of an influence yeah. on, on what they've done because they're kind of known for that yeah. type of style yeah. as well. Maybe some similarities uniform ways uh, as well, I think, is there? <laughs> so, so how, when did you become aware that one, this is something we're, we're going to stick with and two, that it was yielding results? Well, it was more uh, the decision to go with kind of that military uh, kind of music. Uh, obviously, it was changed to, you know, it was adapted to suit the band. Um, but generally, we like to bring a tune in that maybe meant something or, you know, maybe a regimental march at some of the local regiments or something. But, um, you know, we play the UDR march now, so... It's that type of thing, you know. We like to 
ring tunes on that have a bit of, bit of history behind them or a bit of connection, especially Balmina, you know, they were they were a big sort of garrison town at the time with mm-hmm. St. Patrick's Barracks, so there was always a an influence there. I grew up in Ballykeel and a Sunday morning you just heard the the band out praying around the parade ground, so you mm-hmm. run like mad or jump nearby and sure. down in the fence and you were listening to that. So it was always sort of influenced by that as well, you know. Yeah. And what was the bond scene like in Palomina at that time? Uh, there was, well, you had, you had bands in, you had the likes of Ballykeel and us, and you had a Hawkall, Bally were going at the time. Um, there was quite a few bands about the band scene in Ballymena, and there was always a lot of rivalry between the bands, but uh, not so much now. There's a lot more uh, continuity between the bands now. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we talked about it. We've talked about this before. You know, there being rivalry. I don't think rivalry sometimes is a bad thing. Yeah. You know, because it can push you yeah. and keep you on your toes to say, "Well, listen, those guys are progressing really well. Mm-hmm. We need to up our game." And I, I suppose it kept yeah. people fresh and stuff like that there and I don't know so I don't want you to name maybe well, I do want you to name but who would have been who's who's the rivals then or uh, would have been the rivals I would say probably uh, Ballykeel would probably be there's always a rivalry between the two bands you know but uh, it's it's all good that you know it's there's no no badness on it or anything but they're always like the bad banter and Keep everybody in their toes. Yeah. Well, two decent bonds anyway, you know, so two very, very mm-hmm. different bonds, obviously. Maybe some, there's some areas where there's maybe some similarities. I think where Bally Keel and I have went with, they've got, they've introduced that piccolo thing and yeah. stuff going on mm-hmm. with them. Kind of gives yeah. them a wee bit of a, mm-hmm. maybe a different spin the, the, the what you guys are doing and stuff. So in terms of growing up, you're in the bond, you're 14, 15 year old, having all these different experiences, visiting different places, you're bound to have had a favourite parade that you ended up like doing every year. Uh, probably, uh, well, apart from doing the Belfast 12th in those days, uh, probably our favourite parade was the uh, Bambridge. Right. And Cheryl, we always had a good relationship with them, and we used to do it in fancy dress. Right, okay. So that was always class or as our last parade mm-hmm. the season, not so much now because they run on a wee bit now, but uh, Down Cheryl's parade was definitely one of them. So, fancy dress, you have to talk a wee bit about <laughs> that now. Like, oh. if this was your best parade of the year, what was the crack with the fancy dress? Oh, there's, uh, there's priests and nuns and. <laughs> Right, okay. And all sorts of stuff, you know. So, so how did you decide that? Was it just turn up whenever you wanted? Did you just have like a theme? No, 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 just everybody done their own thing. And what was the motivation between if we're going to downstairs parade in, in fancy dress? What started that all just, off? Uh, our last parade, it was a bit of a. It was a blowout. Right, okay. Have a bit of a laugh and enjoy it, you know. All right, and where's the fancy dress helmet these days? Is uh, long gone, is uh, it? It's long gone. <laughs> <laughs> so, in ter- obviously, in terms terms of that's a, a you know a local bonds or a, another bonds parade any of the the orders parades that they can that you always were, were keen to do or um i would black saturday was always a favorite of mine that right. was, a, that was a you know more uh sort of calmer day and a bit more discipline about uh-huh. it you know i always enjoyed black saturday so, yeah, no, Black Saturday is always a. I've always found that it's a good parade. And I know we were talking earlier, it was for me, Black Saturday always was kind of the, the end mm-hmm. 
of the the parading season was like you know well obviously the parading season it doesn't matter it seems to last it <laughs> seems to last every month yeah. <laughs> exactly that's it so uh, so how aware are you of how the bond has, has changed over the years well certainly the, the discipline has uh, improved that you know you're more aware of where you're at and your surroundings and who's watching you and uh, not that there was any you know anything that uh, you didn't need to be doing, but it was uh, you're, you're just more aware with the phones and cameras and stuff. People can make things look a lot worse than they were, you know. Um, yeah. So that there's really there's a certain an awareness now of of where you are and what you're doing, you know. And I suppose that carries through in terms of just reputation. You know, yeah. I mean, if you've got a reputation as being a one a decent plant bond, you don't want that to be ruined in any way oh, by you know videos getting out of certain things happening and so on and that's so readily available so i think it's been great the development of technology has been great because obviously bonds are seen a lot more now and have been over the lot of the last lot of years but also there's the potential for the, the negative side of that that's you know? the thing about the, the technology now like for years we prayed it and you never seen a bond prayed because mm. you were always in it and you didn't really a lot of the times get a chance to see other bands yeah. but now you can go home and you can sit on a Saturday night or a Sunday morning there and watch all that's what, it. what was on you know get a lay feed no one no exactly that's it you, you kind of you know, I always look forward to certain periods of the year because you knew you were going to encounter a particular bond. Mm -hmm. I think on such and such a bond will be at that parade. Brilliant. Whereas there's kind of the mistakes kind of been taken out of that, you know, especially with the Scottish bonds. The Scottish bonds are here more yeah. than some of the local bonds, you know what I mean? So uh, uh, any other bonds that you really admired whenever you obviously started walking with the bond, were there any other bonds at the time you were thinking, God, those guys are good? Mm. Well, there was always the, the likes of uh, the Scottish bands, the likes of Black Skull, like ever, they were just, you know, they were the top notch. Mm -hmm. And you had a big record sitting in the bedroom there on the record player, uh -huh. listening away to all their tunes, you know, and you were trying to learn their tunes in the background, you know. Yeah. And, uh, my I preferred the melody bands personally, but uh, there was definitely Black Skull would have been a big favourite of mine growing up. Okay, yeah, and then that's obviously that first LP stroke tape that they uh, did well, is always talked about. A lot of people all talk about that being a very influential kind of thing on the scene. Lots of bands started to try and, yeah. I suppose, copy or be inspired by them and take you know some of the tunes that they were playing and then try and do them. But you guys have done that. You guys have inspired people, haven't you? you know, yeah. so well, we, we brought a tape out, uh, The Blue Devils, years ago. That was uh, recorded. Uh, that's uh, the bass drum, the trouble setting up the bass drum in the studio. Mm -hmm. So uh, the bass drum was on a synthesizer. Right. So uh, <laughs> okay. recorded the bass drum and Brody was just sitting tapping away Brilliant. On, the, on the keyboard. Uh, which was, well, just at the time, that was the way it was done. It was done, right, okay. So is that a scoop? Does that, too many people know this? Oh, or no, that no, 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 that's no secret. Is it all right? No worries. <laughs> no, just, in, just in case, you know. <laughs> so, like, well, so the Brute Devils tape is mentioned a lot. You play on this, did you? No, I wasn't. You didn't play on it? Okay. Uh, I was in the band at the time, but there was only like maybe 
the top maybe eight or ten floors went. Right, okay. So it wasn't a full bond. Sorry, I was like, here, we need a certain amount of people to go down and record this here. And what did you think whenever you got a hold of it yourself? Oh, it was great. Uh, it all, everybody's name on it and you just thought you were the bee's knees. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Brilliant. And what was it like trying to sell that? Or did you get levied a few copies? Uh, we'd, we'd sold quite a few now, but uh, the problem was the, obviously the piracy at the time. There mm. were a few guys trying to copy and sell on, but we had done it in a white tape, so that was harder to harder to uh, uh, sort of disguise as something else. You know? It's one of them things though, and that, that was the thing back then, obviously the high speed dubbing on all this mm. here, people could just you know, roll these things out and the next thing you know they're up in Nuts Corner and you know, somebody has, is making a few pound off them and stuff mm -hmm. like that there. But um but the the tapes were amazing, I think, for you know, one as a fundraiser for bonds, yeah. but also as a way of people being able to hear what other people were doing. Yeah. You know, getting a high, you know, an idea of what styles and things that people were doing. Because mm -hmm. the Blue Devils tape gets mentioned a lot as well. You know, a lot of people will say if you ask them they ranked sort of like their top three tapes from back in the day, Blue Devils yeah. gets a strong matching, you know? Well, it was at the time it was it was a kind of a changeover from where we were to where we are now. We were kinda of in the middle of that mm -hmm. changeover at the time, so there's a lot of tunes I would like to have seen on it that aren't on it. Yeah. Uh, we did talk about doing uh, a C D again but Again, nowadays, CDs are kind of nearly moving out. I know. Even, even when you think about bands that have done the, the what do you call it, the pen drives yeah. as well, yeah. it doesn't really have the same kind of no. feel, does it? You know what I mean? I know that a number of bands, I know we're talking about recording again, and they don't know what maybe format to go, yeah. because will they sell, will they not? And they go down the idea of the streaming yeah. side of things. There's not a lot of money to be made no, in, in terms of the, the yeah. streaming side of things unless you're you it's, know doing millions it's a hard thing to well it's a hard thing to get right you, you put the money into it and do cds you need to get out there and sell as many as you yeah. can in the first month because once they're out there they just get copied and that's it i know and that's yeah. it i know it's crazy so it's so 14 years old you join a bond I'm not even going to ask you what age you are now, right? <laughs> so you've been in the bond for quite some time, mm. yeah? What on earth keeps you going back week after week now? It's just kind of, well, I, I, was in the, I was in the band and then I left for a while right. uh, and then I came back, but it's just, it's just in you. It's just, you know, there's just something in you that you're always attached to it, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, when I went back, I said, "Look, I'll come back and we'll do we'll do the flitting at the practices, but I don't want a uniform or anything." Uh, <laughs> and then they got shirts and trousers, and I said, "Well, you know, if you uh, sure get me a shirt, you know, and I'll, uh, sure if I need to go out someday, I'll go out someday." That was it. So <laughs> you had a Godfather moment, did you? You know, just when I thought it was out, they threw me back in, didn't they? <laughs> Very good. All right, and you probably wouldn't be without it now, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, definitely. yeah, definitely. brilliant. So, how how's the bond doing at the moment? Obviously, you know, COVID, uh, strange times and stuff. Yeah, there wasn't much happened through COVID. Um, now we did make a conscious decision to do less. Um, we felt we were stretching the band too much, you know, you've, you've uh, 26 flutters or something in the books and you're three or four parades a week, 
you're only getting 12 like, every week so right, thought, okay. you know you're 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 going to upset the spine of the band and if they go you're beat mm. so we decided right we'll try for one a week and uh, it's worked well for us we're out with bigger bigger numbers and the guys are getting their odd weekend off and a saturday night off and our friday night off which keeps the waves keeps happy or the girlfriends yeah. happy at least anyway yeah okay so once a week bigger bond and you find that that's working all right then everybody's everybody's happy uh, certainly when you're out and about with the bagger band it kind of draws more interest to mm. you as well and we've when we've had a few new members you know all right very good. Well, so it's all good happy days nice to know yeah. bonds are still yeah, growing given still. the fact that you know things were quite quiet for a, a long a long period of time one of the things I like to ask people about in regards to bonds, because obviously the, the purpose behind the podcast is about promoting positive mm -hmm. stories from within the bond scene. What kind of things is your bond involved in in terms of your community? Well, it's, you provide a, you're providing a, an outlet for young ones to come in and get them off the streets, mainly mm -hmm. at the weekend. You know, and if they're out with us at the weekend, they're not running around the States causing devilment or whatever uh -huh. so it's it's always a good uh a good uh, outlet to be involved in you're you know you're you're taught to respect your community and those in it mm -hmm. so it's it's a good uh good place to be so it's a good diversionary thing in yeah. terms of you know, you got reasonable amounts of young people in the bond now, yeah lately we have yeah um although they, they tend to grow up pretty quick you know so there's a lot of distractions, like we were saying earlier. There's a lot of things competing for their time now. Yeah. So, but do you find that once you get in, or they get in, once you get that they're them, kind of yeah. they're 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 locked in with that. Get the bug. Yeah, and it comes down to that relationship thing, doesn't it? It's where they they're find, you know young people are just trying to find their way yeah. in the world. They're trying to work out who they are, and it's amazing just how much bonds contribute towards that you know not just about the learning of instruments like you're saying it's about learning how to communicate with people mm -hmm. discipline yep. you know you know being able to show up for things you know and, exactly. you know and just have some level of commitment and loyalty to something you know and i think that that's those are all mm -hmm. valuable lessons and i suppose the thing that you talked about at the very beginning was about these new experiences getting to go to other places you know and it, meet new people mm -hmm do new things and stuff like that and that's such a massive part of of growing up you know and it enriches young people's lives enriches all of our lives you know in terms of of those kind of things but I, I, like we always say bonds don't get the credit for definitely that type not. of input into the young people's lives definitely do they? Definitely not definitely not they uh, I would say like I'm glad I, I was always in the band because you know the experiences I've had where else would you get them mm. you know you're uh, all right, they're not always good experience at times, but that's that's all part of life. You mm -hmm. have to. We have to roll with it, don't you? You know. So, talk to me about some of those standout moments for you. Then, what are the things that, whenever you think back about your time in the band, stand out for you, mm. and why? Uh, well, in terms of achievements, uh, when I was voted on as bandmaster, that was a big thing for me at that time. Uh, um, why was that? Why did, Why was that a big thing for you? Well, you're, you're always striving to be better, you know. And it's who's come before you? Uh, <laughs> okay. Are you going to be good enough or are you going to be 
But, uh, and Ivy Hall, that then, because obviously, you know, when we talk about Perdemia, we talk about a stay, we talk about people that you've mentioned already who have taken the bond mm -hmm. in a particular direction. How much pressure did you feel when you took over? Well, I was lucky enough that more or less things were set in place when I when I became bandmaster. So it was only a matter of really carrying that on mm -hmm. um, and bringing in a few new tunes. Now and again, they just spice things up a bit, move them about and drop tunes and bring tunes in. But uh, it's always uh, you're always trying to be as best you can be you know? yeah. how do you make that decision then from a band master to go well listen this tune's got to go and I want to bring something else in what, what goes through your mind whenever you're trying to do that well some tunes get to, you get tired after a while and you're you know you're hearing better things and you try try new things uh, quite a lot of the times as guys are coming to me they had video or to yeah, listen to this we should play that and I go oh, well okay we'll have a go so that's that's not just on me mm -hmm. as well. You know, it's a, you know, if the young guys want to play something different, we'll definitely look at it. You know. Right, but you're probably have had somebody come to you with an idea, and you've went absolutely not. Ah. <laughs> 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 What's your filter? What, what, uh, what makes you go no? Uh, just uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. It's <laughs> not happening. Uh, you <laughs> okay. Just know it. Some tunes you can adapt to our style. If it if, if it takes us away too much from our style, uh, I would say no, that's not really. Okay. Fast. So we've mentioned it a couple of times. If we talk about Predemian style, you've just mentioned it there now. Our style. What is Predemian style? Ah, uh, that's that's I've been talked about a lot. Uh, generally, the tunes that we we bring in are like they all come from. Uh, military backgrounds. Some of the tunes you might you might not think it, but they were taken. All our music comes from various military bands, pipe bands, which are obviously going to be playing a lot of you know jigs and reels and stuff. Mm -hmm. But that kind of that kind of style is really what we what we've always been known for. So you it's, it's easy to pick that up when yeah. you're listening through the CDs and stuff. You say, oh, we could play that. Uh -huh. But you also give them a bit of well, a bit of a switch up, don't you? Do I mean, that. so how do you actually go through that process? So here's the tune, mm -hmm. but in order for that to be prey of the main, mm -hmm. it has to go through some kind of transformation. Yeah. yeah. So how does that does that work? Do you kind of go and say, well, listen, I'll have a work at that, or is it again? You talked a bit about that being maybe collaborative. The other people kind of have a go and then you. Yeah, there's a few a few ones we brought in. And you'd maybe sit down, me and we, Wally Kernahan, he'd give me a hand with a few of them. We sat down and um, just, there's just wee flicks and up and down scales that we would right. play. And it, uh, it's just, you know how to change it. Uh -huh. You know, it's Just kind of naturally happens, uh, does it? Right? So you can almost hear it uh, and, and put it into practice. Is there a tune you, should, you would say you're known for? Well, we've started playing uh, Blue Devils again, which right. is a melody tune that was on our CD. Um, I think it's a great tune. When we introduced it again a few years ago, we were getting great feedback on the videos and stuff on YouTube from yeah. it, you know. So, um, my favourite tune at the minute would be probably UDR March. Right, okay. Which we brought in a couple of years ago. Um, we beefed it up a bit. That's a, 
Uh, Any particular that's reason a, why that's a favourite? Just it's it's you know when when you think of the UDR and what they've done for the country, mm -hmm. it's just it's, it's nice to be able to play things like that. You know that there's that connection to it. You know, yeah, you've mentioned that a few times. You know this connection to either history, culture, mm -hmm. etc., and that's become a more a more of a thing for bonds now, mm -hmm. isn't it? Is they yeah. trying to to make some kind of connection with either historical things or things that are relevant in terms of the history that we've come through, mm -hmm. and you guys are obviously in the middle of that yeah. as well. Then so it plays a, a key part. But well, we always try to play something different, and that's when you get into that that. Uh, you kind of it's hard to pick out a tune that nobody else plays because mm. it's more it's more out there and everybody can everybody is available to everybody. Yeah. Uh, but you know, years ago when we brought those other tunes out, you know, there wasn't that many CDs or tapes about. It was off old records and stuff. Yeah. So that's where a lot of the stuff came. So these fans are still trying to do that. You know, get things that people aren't playing. Yeah. 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 And that, that was always something I remember growing up was like, it was almost like, keep this mm -hmm. a secret. Do not let anybody know that we have this tune or whatever else, you know what I mean? And but and that's, as you say, it's difficult now to kind of keep a, a, a lid on things, you know? So I know I was up the other week there with uh, the Roth Cool Protestant boys and I happened to hear a couple of their new tunes. And I was like, kind of, I was sitting listening away. And I was like, kind of going, you know what, when I was 15, 16, this would be unheard of. Mm. A bond like you sit in on their practice yeah. and hear some of their new tunes. You know, it's like kind of going, whoa, never going to happen. Mm. I well, I wouldn't say it's just as much top secret now as it used to be, but definitely. Well, it's nice to sneak one in there that uh, nobody's known about and kind of going, oh, would you hear this? And then when you just drop it, it's like, yeah. oh, I. Yeah, guys are the. With the Snapchat site at band practice, it's hard to keep it. Ah, I suppose. I <laughs> <laughs> or that TikTok malarkey ah, that people are. Yeah, I, I have no, no time for that there. I can't work on it at all. So, uh, you know, definitely showing me age there. What about charitable work? Is the bond involved in anything in regards to charity based stuff? Uh, recently, the guys were out with uh, Gertrude Star there. Right, okay. they done a charity. Oh, the walk for, thing? Yep, all right. Uh, for young Jack Oliver. Um, they that was thirty one miles or something. They I I took the bike up to Antrim and met them at Donsali and walked back down with them, and that was hard enough going for me doing that. Right. The, the, there was a few blisters now at the end of it. But it's <laughs> okay. good to be able to do that, you know, and just you know it cost us nothing, just mm. a bit of effort and. There was a couple of guys from Ballykeel in there as well, wasn't there as well? So yeah. Ballykeel yourselves and the Gertrude were, were yeah. doing this, weren't they? Yeah. But that's great to see, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you, you have to say that. Again, that's another mm -hmm. thing that I don't think bonds get enough credit for is the amount of work that they do for mm -hmm. for charity and stuff. And I, mm -hmm. I suppose I can't not mention my own bond, obviously, you yes. know, where the, the yeah. Predator Raven are, yeah. you know, well known for the charity work. And then obviously we just had our yeah. charity parade there and we did, I think we'd done 2,700 pounds or so there, lifted for, for Light of Foot. But yeah. that's that's happening all, you know, all year bonds are doing, yeah. you know, things for, for people all year. I know there was the, over the twelfth and stuff, they had the yellow ribbons for the. There was yeah. a girl, Poppy, was really sick, and, and they got yeah. a lot of bonds to kind of to buy in on those, you know. And bonds do a lot of good things, don't they? I do, I do think uh, they are the, the the people that are 
maybe done uh, appreciate us before or started listening now, I think, because mm. they see the good that we do. Uh, you know, you're you're getting grants now from the Arts Council and mm. stuff and the uh, Ulster Scots and things, but years ago that was unheard of, you know. So know. there's somebody there thinking we need to help the growth here. Yeah, well, there's, there's, I feel, anyway. Yeah, no, I think there is. I think there's also a wee bit of pressure come on, you know, from bonds back on it because at the end of the day what you have with the bond scene is the largest voluntary arts sector yeah. in the whole of the UK, not just Northern Ireland but yeah. the whole of the UK mm. and for a long period of time didn't get access to any funding whatsoever. You know, when we talk about an equitable and a fair future, you know, how on earth can you bypass that amount of musicians and say that listen, because they're attached to the loyalist marching bands, well, they, they can't get fund on it. Just, you know, for me, I always found it ridiculous. Well, that's the way it was for a long time, but thankfully now, that's, there is change. I can, I can see the change, you know, from years ago. Um, people are starting to realise, you know, the good we do within the community. Yeah. And, um, that's... I think bonds are better promoting it as well now. You know, obviously with the Facebook, the social media, Twitter, and all that kind of bonds are better at promoting the the fact that they are doing mm -hmm. this good stuff. And I definitely would recommend bonds to make sure that if they are doing good stuff, I know it kind of sometimes you don't want to. You're not doing it yeah. for the publicity, yeah. but I think it's good to kind of challenge the stereotype of bonds and say, well, listen, we are doing this mm -hmm. and promoting the really positive things that that they do do. What would you say you personally have got out of being a member of a bond? Just, well, that's that's kind of been my life. Um, just getting out and getting away with friends you've met through the years. It's, you know, you wouldn't get it anywhere else. Um, obviously, you know, being the bandmaster, you, you always had a bit of pressure on you to try and be uh some different but uh, it's just the way things things worked out for me anyway uh love being in the band all and i don't think of uh, you know well there's times when it's not easy to get out and you're mm -hmm. thinking oh no it's raining and that's not and you don't want to do but you just get out and you do it but uh it's for me it's i don't know where i would have been if i wasn't in the band mm -hmm. you know just that's the direction I went in, and it's, I have no complaints about it. Yeah, I'm sure you can look back and see maybe people that you know mm -hmm. maybe didn't take it. Yeah. A right path and stuff, and you know, and they like on there, but for the grace of God, mm -hmm. goes me, do you know what yeah. I mean? And yet, you know, I, and yet, that's another thing that I, I really like to hear people talking about. It's like, can I go on? If it wasn't for the bond, mm -hmm. I don't know where I would be. I don't know how many times I've heard. Someone say that to me over the, the course of doing the podcast. I was like, kind of going, when you think about the amount of people that are involved in bonds mm -hmm. and how many people's lives have maybe been taken mm -hmm. in a different direction, yeah. we could be, bonds deal with tragedy. We obviously, yeah. we, we have people, there's things happening in the bond scene, you know, in terms of, you know, obviously, you know, being involved with the likes of light of food, there's, you know, yeah. mental health issues and stuff mm -hmm. like that. We're not, a, nobody's immune yeah. to that type of thing. But I almost think, you know, that, you know, influence on somebody's life, God knows how many lives 
have been saved by bonds yeah. over the years. Yeah, I get a wee bit of emotional thinking about that. Yeah. But how many lives potentially have been saved by mm. bonds over the years just purely because people have, people who are around them, interested in them, checking up on them to see how they are. Yeah. God knows mm-hmm. where things might have been if it hadn't been for bonds, mm-hmm. yeah. I definitely like to touch on that light of foot. That, um, just the, you know, the, the suicide awareness that, that they brought into the band scene. Uh, I think the work they do is, you know, it's, it's above and beyond what anybody else is trying to do. You know, it's brought something into the band scene and made people aware of their, who they're with. If the guys are down, go and be with them, talk to them, do whatever you need to do. Because, you know, before you you seen somebody down or you thought, oh, he's lost interest. Mm-hmm. But he, he hasn't lost interest. Sure. It's just it's something else that's going on. I know. It's been long, I think it's been long overdue, you know what I mean, in terms of, you know, being able to provide some level of support for, you know, bonds. Because... It's not that it's exclusively men, but it, there's a high percentage of membership within bonds that is obviously men, and that's a high risk area. You know, more, more men commit suicide every year. You know, more men suffer from mental health problems, but don't necessarily talk about it. And the fact that you know, later foods there are trying to raise awareness of that and you know, help bonds, you know, do something about it, but also provide an online messaging service for people to be able to reach in mm-hmm. and obviously they've, they've a number of bass drums and stuff that we're using and i think you have yeah, we, skins we, and uh, stuff don't you mentioned a set of skins uh headley painted for us before he passed away um which uh, we were we tried to get the bass drum a time or two and we thought no we'll, we'll get our own and we'll carry them all year so we carried them for a year we still have them yeah uh put them in now and again so brilliant Oh, that's good. It's always good to see, do you know what I mean? I think, and again, with uh, the Ravens, Charlie prayed there being for later food. You know, I, I know the Parkinson took one of the bass drums. I think all three yeah. went out that night. I think the Parkinson took one, the, the Raging Sons had one. And I think there was a, the, one of the other bands definitely took one as well, you know. So um, great to have that yeah. that out there. And uh, definitely, if uh, just as a side note here on the podcast, if anybody does feel that they need someone to talk to then please do reach out to the later food and uh, the, the guys on the team there are really too happy to talk to you and point you in the right direction of any support and help that you, that you might need. Jason in terms of, uh, of finishing off then what I wouldn't mind asking you about then is we've talked a wee bit about helping people understand what the bond scene's all about if you were going to do that for someone what would you tell them? I would definitely tell them that uh you know that it's, it's a safe environment for young ones to come into now there's more uh, awareness about what we do um, you know the, it's, so years ago you maybe parents would have said oh no no he's not joining the band but the benefits that, that a young fellow would get or girl would get in a band now you know far mm-hmm. right away any worries that you know in, if they're with a band they're going to be looked after they're going to get out they're going to experience things they're not experienced anywhere else um that's just, i would definitely recommend it to anybody good stuff and what's the future looking like for a pair of them uh, we're still on the go if we've uh, got good membership and still we've got uh interest you know guy young guys come and learning so 
We're still there. Still, still healthy then. Still healthy. Brilliant. Well, listen, well, I just want to say thank you very much for coming in and taking the time to talk to us, but also for being the very first person to be doing the video version of the podcast as well. It's not always easy going first, no. but thank you very much for, for taking the time. Pleasure. Brilliant one. Thank you. No problem. You have been listening to the Made to Parade podcast, sponsored by the British Drum Company where Phantom, Regimental Series and Axial Parade Drums are hand-built in the UK to look amazing, sound amazing and feel amazing.